Everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends, and welcome back from the weekend. We're moving on today in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We're going to be in verses 34 through 40, finishing out the chapter today and finishing up Paul's thinking on this topic of worship and good order in worship. And uh, we've been ch- chugging along, I guess you could say, through uh, chapters 12, 13, and 14. A lot of good content in there, still relevant teaching for the church today, and uh, a lot for us to learn and understand and apply uh, to the life of our um, modern context churches. Uh, not much has changed as far as the way humans behave, and um, so Paul's um, instruction and the application of what he teaches is still relevant today. All right, my friends, before we head into the Word, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you on this Monday morning that you are right there with us, and we pray, Lord God, that you would steady the ship of our lives, that we might be pointed in a direction that leads to you. Uh, that we might um, know that we are uh, uh, safe in the palm of your hand, Lord God, as the wind and waves come and uh, beat against the sides of that ship. Uh, We know that your steadying hand will see us through. Father, prepare us for the week that lies ahead, the good things that we'll encounter. We give you thanks for the challenges. We will press into you and seek your face for wisdom and direction. And Lord, we hunger after your word as always and pray that it would have a productive result in our hearts today as we uh, seek to hear from heaven and learn from your leadership. We love you so much, Lord, and give you thanks in your name. Amen. All right, this is 1 Corinthians 14, 34 through 40. Paul writes, women should remain silent in the churches. They are not allowed to speak, but must be in submission, as the law says. If they want to inquire about something, they should ask their own husbands at home, for it is disgraceful for a woman to speak in the church. Or did the word of God originate with you, or are you the only people it has reached? If anyone thinks they are a prophet or otherwise gifted by the Spirit, let them acknowledge that what I am writing to you is the Lord's command. But if anyone ignores this, they will themselves be ignored. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. Now, uh, these are kind of hard words for modern ears, especially as the church has progressed through the generations and we've moved away from this initial injunction on women speaking in the church. Um, Paul says women should remain silent. Now, in the context of the first century church, particularly in areas where Paul was battling to keep the church pure from false teaching and from uh, things that were um, being infused into the life of the church from outside influences, Um, This injunction was a direct response to uh, women who were being subtly influenced by false teachers and then bringing that false teaching into the fellowship. 
And so uh, Paul makes this injunction uh, so as to prevent false teaching from taking root in the life of the church and to cleanse the church uh, for the sake of the gospel so that the pure teaching of the gospel could take root in the hearts and lives of both believers and those who were in the fellowship inquiring about faith in God. And on any given Sunday in any given church, uh, there is a mixture of people who have strong faith, a mixture of people who are skeptical, and a mixture of people who are inquiring about faith in Jesus. They're not there yet, but they're curious and they want to know. And so it's very important that the gospel uh, be lifted up and that the teaching be consistent with uh, the gospel and with uh, the scriptures and not... um, anything that would lead people astray. So Paul's concern was a legitimate concern, contextual for that era and time. Some denominations still uh, do not ordain women to pastoral leadership uh, and limit their participation in Sunday morning worship to things beyond the preaching of the word. Uh, There are many Protestant denominations that welcome women into ordained ministry. And it's just unique depending on the church and the background and what their particular beliefs are about women uh, and key roles of leadership within the church. I think the important thing is that we affirm the gifts and callings of every believer, male, female, young people, uh, every person in the church of Jesus Christ matters, and every person has a gift, and every person is called to... um, Use that gift to the glory of God and to reach others who don't know Jesus. And so Paul addresses that in verses 34 through 35. and 36, uh, he challenges people to see that the Word of God came way ahead of their believing in it and um, that the gospel has reached many, many people and they're not the only ones the gospel has reached. They don't have a corner on the truth. Um, And so... Uh, Paul challenges those who would say that they're gifted, but outside of the constraints that he is teaching about here in 1 Corinthians 14. And uh, in other words, he's speaking to those who would challenge his authority to speak to these issues uh, there in verse 37. Um, uh, He says in verse 38, if anyone ignores this teaching, they will be ignored. In other words, we are, we are, this is the teaching of the church, and we are taking our stand here. If you see it otherwise, then you're choosing not to have fellowship with us. And it's pretty much that simple. That's the message that Paul is trying to get across. Now, it's challenging when we have people in the life of our local congregation who are uh, challenging the norms of belief and challenging the norms of Christian practice. And for the sake of the fellowship, anything that is inconsistent with Scripture and inconsistent with the teachings of the gospel, uh, we need to address those people. We need to thank them for their participation in the church and for their interest in faith in Jesus. But those are not beliefs that we embrace, and they are not welcome to share those things publicly within the body of believers uh, within our local church. And that's the way that we ignore, that's the way that we sideline beliefs that are not consistent with the teachings of God's Word. It's important that we do that, not because uh, we uh, want to um, 
silence people, but we want to prevent things from damaging the gospel and damaging the fellowship. And so those kinds of spurious beliefs and ideas need to be sidelined. Paul continues in verse 39, saying, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. In other words, seek after these things. These are good gifts of the Lord. Um, Speaking in tongues is fine as long as it follows the orderly path that we've described here in chapter 14. Uh, Two or three people speaking and with interpretation. Pretty simple. Um, So don't forbid it, but make sure it's done in an orderly way. But everything should be, as Paul says, as he closes in verse 40, uh, done in a fitting and orderly way. That's so important. And that goes back to what he says in verse 33. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. This is the consistent way of practice within every church. And the church has done a pretty good job of maintaining this order in most places uh, throughout the centuries, although there are certain denominations that uh, invite a quite of uh, cacophony of spiritual gifts happening all at the same time. And um, that can lead to chaos and disorder. And that's just a warning that we should heed. Uh, if, if it's disorderly and the peace of God is not there, it's probably not of God. All right, my friends. Well, enough on this topic. Uh, good stuff here for us to consider. And we're going to be moving on into 1 Corinthians chapter 15 tomorrow. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. And I pray that these words are meaningful to you and that God will continue to speak to your hearts uh, as you consider them today. God bless.